Hi, and welcome to Portable History. I am your host, Porter Enns, and I welcome you to another episode. This is the first episode of the first season on American history. During this episode, we will shortly cover the finding of the Americas, then continue on to the events that led up to the American Revolution. Now let's begin. At the time, the fastest way to get to major Asian countries from Europe was A, take a boat and sail around Africa, or B, take the Silk Road. They were both dangerous for many reasons, and some people wanted a better way to get goods from Asia. Then Christopher Columbus comes along and says, what if we sail the other way? Not around Africa, but away from it, through the Atlantic Ocean. So he goes to different monarchs, asking them for money. He goes to England, they say no. He goes to France, they say no. He goes to Portugal, and they say no too. But finally, he goes to Spain and asks the king and queen if they would fund his voyage. They say yes, and he sets sail on his ships. The names of his ships were the Pinta, the Nina, and the Santa Maria. The Pinta and the Nina were not the actual names of the other ships, but nicknames given by the crew. So, in 1492, Christopher Columbus set sail and discovered what he thought was another way to India. He then did three more expeditions until he died. After this, a bunch of other countries decided to go to the New World after some people decided that this was actually the new continent, the Americas. The most major powers to take control of the New World were the British, French, and Spanish. The Spanish had most of Central and South America, while the French and British had most of North. Border disputes led to the Seven Years' War between the French, British, and their colonies. The Seven Years' War was won by the British, but left them with absolutely zero money. A big way countries get money is taxes, and after a big war like the Seven Years' War, you're gonna need a lot of taxes. And that was the problem for the Americans. The first tax the British imposed on the Americans was the Molasses Act. The next tax was the Sugar Act, which included coffee and wine. The Americans hated these taxes because it was added upon their normal tax of supplies given to the British because they were the colonies. The Americans hated these taxes even more because they had zero representation. They couldn't say, hey guys, we don't think this act is good. This isn't fair for us. It's too much restrictions. And since they didn't have any representation... Britain could just walk all over them. The next tax was the Stamp Act. It required that anything that was printed be printed on special paper that was taxed and issued by colonial agents of the British government. Some specifics were newspapers, playing cards, and advertisements. All those had a tax. After this, the Americans really questioned their loyalty to the Crown. The Townshend Act added to this disconsent. Even more taxes followed the Townshend Act on paint, lead, and tea. Basically, almost everything that was sold was taxed by the British. In Boston, Samuel Adams and the Sons of Liberty openly protested the British authority in America. Because of this, Boston was a hotspot of pro-revolution activity, which caused it to be a target for the British. Boston is where the revolution will begin. In the summer of 1768, the British dispatched royal troops to Boston, and soon some 4,000 redcoats stormed the streets. The soldiers saw the town as theirs and did not treat their locals respectively. 
As tensions grew, people started looking for a fight. The fight came on the evening of March 5, 1770. A crowd began to gather in front of the customs house, and when a young local insulted the guard on duty, the soldier hit them. A cry went out for fire, and locals, some toting water and others clubs, converged on the customs house. British troops then arrived to stop the crowd. The mob then began to throw ice, snowballs, rubbish, and rocks at the soldiers for about 15 minutes. The provoked British then fired into the mob, resulting in five fatalities. In the following years, relations between the colonies and their mother country quieted. The Parliament's repeal of the Hated Township Act pacified feelings. In 1773, Parliament passed the Tea Act to help the financially troubled East India Company. You'd think the British would have learned the lesson, but they didn't, and the Americans were again mad at this. The company had a lot of tea, and with the act, agents of the company could sell directly to retailers without paying any of the taxes merchants were required to pay. On the evening of December 16, 1773, a group of 100 men, some disguised as Mohawk Indians, headed for three ships in the harbor. Boarding the ships, the men broke open casks, and some 90,000 pounds of East India tea, worth more than 9,500 pounds, were thrown overboard. Today, the value of the tea is about $1 million. King George III was beyond furious with the colonists. The First Continental Congress, made up of delegates from 12 of the 13 colonies, all but Georgia, men Philadelphia to determine how to deal with the British. It had taken only a dozen short years for the rift between the British and the Americans to become so deep that it was almost impossible for the rift to mend. Parliament debated the American situation, and Patrick Henry, a member of the House of Regress, became a powerful voice for the revolution. He's most famous for his words during a Congress meeting. I know not what course others may take, but as for me... Give me liberty, or give me death. The belief in liberty, freedom, and in the words of Thomas Jefferson, the pursuit of happiness, had been part of the colonists' lifestyle and thoughts for decades. And finally, it was so important to them that they were willing to fight for it. The commander of the British forces in Boston, Thomas Gage, knew this. Waiting for reinforcements, Gage urged his superior not to underestimate the Americans. There had been disputes over artillery, guns, ammunition, and food between the colonists and the British. So Gage began to plan a raid on the Americans' supplies. The Sons of Liberty got wind of these orders and began to make preparations themselves. Gage, through his network of spies, decided that he would raid the town of Concord, less than 20 miles northeast of Boston. Southwest of Concord lay the town of Lexington. Here was where the first battle of the Revolutionary War happened, and it was started with the shot that was heard around the world. Thank you for listening to Portable History. That is all for today. I hope you enjoyed, and we will start again next week.